0: Welcome back to a, another edition of the Lockdown Wizards podcast. It is the ra- It seems like a rare home edition of the podcast because the Wizards have been on the road seemingly for, I don't know, weeks, months at a time. I don't know what's going on, but we're back. They played the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. They uh, won. Woo! Positive. Wasn't exactly the uh, most uh, pleasing uh, game in the world, but they got the win. Scott Brooks seemed relatively happy, so we'll talk about that, of course, here with me at a home game. Who else would it be? The man, the myth, the Washington Times, superhero, Todd Divis. How, uh, how's it going? You, you've been, you've been traveling since I, uh, physically saw you last.
1: I was traveling. You're, uh, I was doing a lot of things.
0: You, would you prefer to be called the Washington Times Todd Divis or pool reporter to the stars Todd Divis?
1: <laughs> uh, I'll take the latter. Okay. It yeah. has you, a nice ring to it. You got,
0: you got some pool reporter action in, in, in LA, but we're not going to talk about that. We got things to do. Uh, the, uh, the Wizards did win 93-87. The way I see it, Ty, we got four things to discuss. They won the game itself. Correct. Two, John Wall played. Correct. He's been out nine games. He was played. Three, Markeith Morris did not play. True. So did Yamahimi, but we already talked about him later. Nothing really new there, per se. And then four, the backup point guard situation, which for those of you who didn't see what happened, I'm going to leave it as a mystery. You'll have to listen to see what happened. Ooh. Yeah, I know. What
1: a teaser. Who could it be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a tease all right so we're gonna talk about all all that here of course if you want to hear all the other podcasts uh throughout this road trip uh the the, the 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 debacle of the end game in brooklyn uh go find this on itunes if you want to hit us up on twitter at ben sandic he is at todd underscore Dibus. and um yeah that's enough of that all right so they won they had lost two in a row. They had just come back home from a five-game road trip. I always think that first game back after a road trip is tricky, especially when it's the back-to-back. Uh And even to some degree, you're integrating Wall back into the situation. He'd, of course, been out nine games with the knee injury. Then you don't have Morris, so that shuffled the lineup even further. Mike Scott Mike Scott started, also no Mahimi, so pushed Jason Smith up more in the rotation. So that's not an excuse. I'm just saying that's added to sort of the – awkwardness that they've been kind of going through and their play uh, continued to sort of be, uh, you, know, you know, they, they, they're, they're, the game actually reminds me of their season, right? They get up, sure. they had stretches where they were cruising. They're up 17 points at one point, And before I could even think um, to uh, tweet about it, they had the lead was down to, they were losing. And then the fourth quarter, they have a 13-0 run. And then before I think the game was over, Memphis got it back down to three. And then Beal and Oubre hit back-to-back threes and that put it away. Mm-hmm. But it was all over the place, not pretty throughout. Scott Brooks said he was happy. Good for him. I don't know if I share the same sentiment, but uh, nonetheless, they did win. What was your primary takeaway of the game itself?
1: Uh, that that time we spent watching the first half, we will never get that back. Uh, anyone who is watching will never get that time back.
0: I mean, Memphis
1: scored 29 points, 29 points in the first half. half. In the first half. So a little more than a point per minute for an NBA team um, for a half. Yeah, that that was brutal. Even Scott Brooks, when he sat down here post-game, unprompted mentioned that the game was akin to watching paint dry, which I thought was an interesting thing for an NBA coach to say. And, and by the way. Without being asked anything. Just right. walking in and this is my opening statement is, ugh.
0: And, and let's just add this. We kind of, you guys obviously know what's up with the Wizards. Memphis, with his loss, has lost 16 of 17. Looking at their lineup, they have Marcus Saul and then a bunch of guys named Mo. I mean, they didn't even have like Tyreek Evans didn't play. Right. They, they were missing a ton of guys. So I get why they stink or they struggle or they look like paint, the equivalent Good of Good thing
1: they got rid of Fisdale. Thank God for that.
0: Alright, that's Great, worth. great
1: move as you take the express train to the lottery and you fire a guy who, so many people thought highly of um maybe someone else should be removed from that equation if that's how they're going to run their franchise
0: Yeah, uh, yes they, they've been getting rid of coaches over there uh, at a pretty rapid pace uh in any event so that sort of adds a little bit of stink to the wizards like okay you won but just like some of these other games it's getting too late i mean it got to the point where i almost had a game decided in the last minute again but they were able to, to, to push it off. I do think
1: kind of some of those caveats you laid out when we first started talking here are, are valid. Everyone was kind of dead meat, like anyone even associated who was on the trip and then, you know, and was in Brooklyn last night and then you're back here today. Everyone was waiting for tomorrow to arrive. Um, it's just human nature when they're going to be off, they're going to have a day off and be sleeping in their own bed, and if they're going to shoot, they're going to come and shoot around lightly on their own rooms and see their family and all that stuff. So there was a large element in human nature to be battled tonight. I thought that was one of the interesting things that Beale said, was this was more a mental game than anything else. It was just, let's get through this, and then we're done, and uh, we can kind of reset with the uh, a handful of games coming up here at home, including... Sunday night, but we won't get to that yet.
0: And uh, also, the Wizards uh, missed uh, 12 of 24 free throw attempts, which, you know, obviously it's, you know, not saying it's a one-off per se, but, you know, obviously that's not going to happen every game. And that Brooks sort of pointed to that and said, look, we... Make, you know, we make a normal percentage of our free throws. This game isn't as close as
1: probably out of hand at some point, and right. there is no comeback, there's just a cruise.
0: And so, okay, so I think on some level, we we sort of maybe look at this like it's the, the, the trip is over, they've they're now done their two games, their two swings out west. Mm-hmm. And I do think, uh, of all people, actually, Drew Gooden is the one who pointed out the Mississippi pregame. He was here doing the Wizards broadcast for those of you who saw it. I got here super early because I'm a nerd and Drew, he was here waiting for the TV crew, so we were talking. Drew, Drew has a magical James Harden level beard now
1: as well. He, no, he not one hair follicle up top, but he like transferred them all out to his chin.
0: He also said his jumper is uh, pretty wet right now and if the Wizards call with that open roster spot, he's, he's ready to go. Um, but, uh, but he said, look, i you know, he's never, he never as a player had two road trips this early in the season. And two West Coast wings. Two, yeah. two West Coast wings, right. And to get that out of the way, then factoring in Wall's been out, Markeith has been been banged up, he was taking the more positive spin on it. I mean, this is pregame, but he was taking more of the positive spin on it. And I think after thinking about it, I think there's something to that. I know doing this podcast is the relentless thing here. It's like every game is like, Ugh, they don't look that great. Ugh. But when you look at the bigger picture, I think there is something to that. I'm not trying to be too pie in the sky here, but – because of, you know, the continuity was a big thing coming into the year, and they've almost had none of it because Morris missed those games early. That wall's been out a bunch. The, 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 the trips are weird. So maybe we can look at this game, maybe, and be like, okay, now going forward, right. can they start to get some momentum going? That's my rare moment of optimism
1: yeah, in I, life. I think I mean. we'll get part of an answer on Friday because as you and I were both asking players after the game about. What's up with your good record against good teams and your bad record against bad teams? And like when Beale was asked, he kinda like made a face, you know, aware of that they're they're up for good teams and then what they've been doing against bad teams. So Friday night against the Clippers, considering what happened in Los Angeles and their current state,
0: you would think would be something that Especially they just lost to them. I mean, you right. would think, you'd be like, hey, I find they were a bad team, but they are bad team, just beat you.
1: Right. Was, <laughs> let's, let's handle that swiftly for once. This is, And then be prepared and go into Sunday kind of really Le- try to get our act Against together.
0: LeBron. I mean, right. th- the, the the Clippers game is, uh, is the ideal trap game other than the fact that the Wizards have not been playing well enough to be <laughs> trapped, be trapped, right. tra- and right. they just right. lost to the Clippers. So hopefully... They get to some momentum uh, there. All right, let's move to the second point. We've, we've touched on it a little bit. John Wall did play. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't think he, he he wasn't the guy who was the fastest player in the league with the ball. He was maybe a little more picking his spots a little bit. And uh, he said he he said his knee didn't bother him. He said he didn't let he didn't think about it much because that's if he does he's, he shouldn't even be out there. Uh, you know. But he did have two moments in particular that that showed okay he looks pretty good. One in the second quarter he outscored uh, Memphis nine zip by himself and had a big uh, d- dunk drive into the hoop. Got up high for that one, and then in the fourth quarter right after that stretch where they they kind of put Memphis away a little bit, Chandler Parsons went up for a dunk and wall like did did the thing where he where he like, you know blocks the guy's shot and he got but this wasn't one coming from behind. He was coming right from an angle and got him right at the rim. Really, the replay is really cool. So that showed that okay, he's feeling pretty good. All things considered, so that was positive. So you know, all things you know, first game back, all that. Also, again, I was I feel like I I, I should stop mentioning the plus minus caveat. That's not a great stat because you guys have heard this a hundred times. But I'm gonna say it one more time.
1: Not a great stat. I'll say it for you. But
0: he did finish with the best plus minus today, plus 11. Uh, so. You know, indications. Well, if some anyone degree. should
1: have had some juice tonight, it, it, you know, yeah. it's the guy who didn't play the entire road trip.
0: And he played 28 minutes. He was on something of a minutes restriction, kind of to some degree, where, where Brooks said it would be. So, uh, so, so that's what he did uh, today.
1: Yeah, it was fine. He was fine. Um, spurts of himself. I thought there, there was one uh, one possession where he tried his post up stuff and. Uh, he got to the other side of the rim and it just kind of shot it over the rim but thought he was fouled, so he was mad and he was arguing up and down the floor. And coming back, he just hit the gas and went right to the rim and got a call. Like, that's the guy that we've seen all these days. So, um, yeah, in the pin on Parsons, that was sick. Parsons was going baseline and trying to cram it, and Walt came down the lane and pinned it on the square. Clean as clean as could be, too. Um, the photo, usually in those photos, you see like a, a bit of hand or a bit of something here or there, and that was just straight ball stuck to the glass. Um, your point guard pinning a guy that's that's uh continues to amaze Scott Brooks. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. after the game, Scott, uh, career, I don't think he had many and many pins during. His time in the NBA, so um, he's rightfully amazed when John does that.
0: It is interesting. I'm just looking at the box score. He played 28 minutes. That's fourth among the starters. He also yet took the most shots of anybody on the team. So he wasn't shy about getting it up, and maybe, well, that's a different conversation to have uh, because, you know, I mean, Bradley Beal had 18 points. Um, Memphis was doing a pretty good job of, of denying him, but he hit two threes. Yeah, they were
1: double tired. I think he was a bit tired too. I mean that was a hellacious road trip for him.
0: And he so played so much third. to
1: handle and and they were basically doing what other teams were doing, kind of blitzing him and, and even zoning up underneath.
0: Right. And he played also uh thirty-nine minutes. Um now somebody who played no minutes was Markeith Morris. Uh, we've been talking a lot about, hey, they gotta get more out of him. He's been, you know, we've, and we've talked about, look, he has said previously that his ankle's been bothering him. We knew about the surgery, hernia surgery. But when we've asked Scott Brooks, you know, didn't really, hasn't previously mentioned too much about the, the, the injury. And, you know, the last few games, when the last couple of games you were in LA and he said it after that game of like, hey, uh, we need more from some of these guys. He was pretty, at least I didn't, he sounded pretty irate for him. I mean, it, sure. it was about as much as but perturbed. Maybe is a better, I raised yeah. a little much. Yeah. Uh, and then some of that carried over with after the Brooklyn game, and, you know, he didn't name names, but it seemed kind of obvious just to look at a guy like Morris who had one rebound in 18 minutes against well, the Nets. Well, in Los Angeles
1: it was obvious that it was Morris because of the rotation. He came out with 7.50 to play in the third quarter and didn't go back in. Right. In a close game. And, so, and the
0: last two games he's And been Mike Scott in the was on quarter. fire,
1: so that made that decision a lot easier as well.
0: So. I, I told Todd I was kicking myself, because in I, I pregame, we asked a lot about Wall. Is he going to start all that? And I kept thinking, I was like, boy, I wonder should I if I should ask if there's any other starting lineup changes. Wussed out, didn't do it. And then, like, right before the game starts, we get the lineup information. Sure enough, Mike Scott starting, Marquise Morris out with a sore hip. hip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, postgame, then, Brooks says that Morris was complaining about his ankle,
1: and had a groin thing.
0: And, had a, yeah, and then, yeah, then later clarified added at a groin thing. So,
1: so He's going for uh, ear, eyes, and nose check <laughs> uh, next, so we'll see what comes of that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I need to actually get one of those. Um, <laughs>
1: Especially after Wall sneezed on half of us. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so, look, something's been going on with him. If he's legitimately hurt, then they got they got to figure out what to do. If they've got to shut him down for a few games to... to make it right so be it
1: well he said afterward that he's going to play friday and he called ain't tripping which is um a phrase i commonly use sure. in my day-to-day life but uh so when i just quickly walked out with him and he said he was fine for what that, whatever that is worth, we'll 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 see what that actually means come Friday. But he said, I asked him, "You playing Friday?" And he said, he he indicated yes in a in a in so many words. So, we'll see, but we'll see if that's actually accurate. He he has a tendency to just say, "Yeah, I'm always going to play." Sure. And, and then sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: Wall will do the same thing, and then he gets an injection, is not he? Right. Um, well, I take it at their word that he's not feeling well and a little bit hurt or whatever. I also will say that pregame, and I think I said this before, if if Brooks feels the way he feels about Morris, if that's the guy, at least one of the guys he was pointing to that's like not giving enough, then sit him. I mean, because you can't go 18 minutes and get one rebound. If he's hurt, then okay, then don't play him. But if you're going to play him, then you got to do something. And, you know, I'm not advocating benching him. I'm just saying sit him down. Mike Scott's been doing fine. He, you know. Uh, I would have kept Mike Scott with the second unit and keep that unit going, but whatever. Um, You know, Jason Smith does Jason Smith things. He gives you a lot of energy. He beats up the other team, literally, as he did (laughs) at times tonight, uh, getting physical with with Memphis. Um, So, if if they sat him because of the injury, fine. If maybe they decided, well, we're going to sit you and we'll say they had an injury. I'm not saying that's what they did. I'm just saying, whatever the reason was they decided to sit him, that's fine. Uh, hope, I guess it's all relative though. What does he play like going forward? If he continues to play somewhat meh, or as DJ Swearinger might say, blah, then uh, you know then the, the, the Scott Brooks is going to have a dilemma here because I do think he is the one guy starting on left. It's kind of hard to replace. Mike Scott should not start for this team and, and play heavy minutes because at some point limitations get exposed. Defensively, he's not that good. They need Morris to step in there, especially the game on Sunday against LeBron. He's easily their best hope of slowing down LeBron a little bit. So instead of just getting 57, he gets 27. 37. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you know they need him not just for these couple games. They need him th- for this season to to, to make this push. So, so obviously we'll have to see what this looks like uh, going forward.
1: Yeah, to get their act together and start moving forward rapidly, like we keep seeing hints that that's about to happen. It feels like it's about to happen at certain stages, right? And then and then something uh, happens again. So, um, yeah, they need him to be the way... Remember we talked about him and Brooks having the film session in the next couple games? Morris played really well, and then that petered out for whatever reason so that really well portion that needs to be an extended period especially now with wallback you appear to have figured out that Sadoransky's a solid backup point guard Mike Scott has played well you know and Mahimi just like last year he was just finding his rhythm and having his most productive games and then he had a knee problem again Um, so if you get him squared away then you're finally going to seemingly be intact for a little bit and Stop this, you know, win two, lose one, win one, lose two, play poorly against bad teams and blow a bunch of big leads uh, carousel that they've been on so far.
0: I'm sure you mentioned the film session. I'm sure at some point, you know, it gets a little old just looking at the game tape. So maybe Brooks and Morris needs to, like, pick a Netflix series and just, like, binge watch it together, <laughs> you know, to, just to have uh, – just to keep that going because that did work, but – uh what well, yeah, it's been weird since. So we'll see what happens if he's ready to go. Uh last but not least, most important thing that we've all been waiting to see with John Wall back, what does Scott Brooks do with the point guard rotation behind him? Now, this is gonna be breaking news, but the, the take of this podcast is that it should be Thomas Sadoransky, pretty much without hesitation because he's played a lot better and the second unit has played a lot better. And also,
1: he has a future with the team, presumably. So.
0: Yeah, Lot, lots of reasons. It gives you energy, versatility, all that. Uh, pre-game, we asked Scott Brooks, "Hey, he, after he said well, Wallace going to play, what's the plan?" He goes, eh, we'll see. Right. You know, uh, you know, matchups. Who knows?" Uh, more, or he, he, what he said was, "He'll play."
1: Yes, he's playing, but, he but not
0: necessarily 100 percent at point guard. Correct. Right. Okay, right. fantastic. So, uh, so then the game starts, and the first up of the game is. Saddaransky, and he actually came in for Wall, who only played the first like six minutes of the game. Great. Uh, that, that's good news. But then there was points where Frazier also played and Sada was more off the ball. Uh, this was not a, you know, he wasn't, this wasn't, like, amazing Sato. Uh, and
1: then Sato was in foul trouble very early, uh, he, and that he, he also, up the whole evening.
0: He also uh, landed hard on his wrist at one mm-hmm. point, and he said he started grabbing at it and had to have the trainers look at it. He said it was felt a little tight, but uh, he thinks it'll be okay. So he said, we'll see you in the morning. Um, so I guess, ultimately, the end result was positive that Brooks put him in first. It's frustrating that he just won't come out. Just like when you ask about, the Jay, why, are you going to play Jason Smith? Absolutely, and then he doesn't play for 10 games. Uh, I, you know, look, obviously you're a coach. You, you, you can't worry about what you say to us. you gotta, you got to worry about your locker room, and you have to figure out how you're going to do stuff. If if the words, if, the, if actions speak louder than words, and he put Sato in first, that's great. But when you get everybody back, and you know more of this, you know, Morris is back, Wall's ready, Mahimi's ready, whatever it is, it's got to be Sadoransky with the backups. That, anything else to me would be just weird. Being, he's been a 10-man rotation guy, Frazier is going to be eleventh.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I, and I, I just to circle back to one thing you kind of mentioned there was what what Brooks says to us. I'm almost at a point where the conspirator in me would think that he's saying specific things to us, anticipating that his guys or someone his guys know are, are going to stumble across it on social media when sure. we go boom. and and put it out there um obviously like a lot of coaches or managers he doesn't single out people especially in negative situations you know so um but the the non-committal just it um i don't know sometimes i feel like it's the we do hear him say this I, you know, everyone has to stay on their toes. Sometimes I'm going to change up the rotation. X, Y, Z, always got to be ready. And then that makes me think of the Jason Smith scenario where he, he says he's got to get Jason in there, and then he doesn't play for several games, and then he's non-committal to Satoransky. Strictly as a backup point guard, and then he uses him in that role uh, for the first time after he was out of the rotation. So um, it's an interesting back and forth with him. And uh, just, as you said, the, this distinct singular positive development here is that Sadoransky was used as the backup point guard tonight. Presumably he's going to be used as the backup point guard going forward until he plays himself out of that spot.
0: And this ties in with the – wait, I don't know if we said this on the air before, but uh, John John Wall made the point that it, the, the whole time he's been here, like literally his whole career, the Wizards have not been able to get their starters and their bench simultaneously playing – well, I said you mean like last two years. He goes, no, like seven years. <laughs> uh, and he's not wrong. But that's what it feels like. If the starters can with Wall back and get going, they got to get Morris going too. And this bench plays like they have these last seven or eight games. Forget fifteen and thirteen. The Wizards could all of a sudden look like a team that's on their page for fifty wins because there's a lot. To like,
1: they could suddenly look like the team everyone expected them to look right. like when before the season began.
0: And so we'll see, including it.
1: themselves, which I think is part of the equation here.
0: A- absolutely. So we'll see, but obviously a lot depends on you got these guys healthy. You got to get them to play hard. Brooks has got <clears> to <throat> maybe uh, stop using some certain combinations, like the double no point guard again that he did today after saying he wouldn't. Um, anyway, all that. By the way, he did say one thing that was really interesting in the post game. He was asked about the p- pre- play of the bench overall the last couple weeks. And he said, yes, they played well. That's why he's used them late in games. And then he said, quote, if you're sad, you're not getting minutes, I feel for you. Uh, I, I wasn't necessarily looking at his face. So I'm not – I don't think, though, he was saying that like a 100% joke. I think he was saying that for real because he said something similar to this previously. Did you not catch that or I, –
1: uh, I haven't transcribed it. So I'm going to keep my comment. Did you transcribe that or did – I did it, get it standing here in the room. Okay. So – because so I thought he had put a not in there or a negative of some point,
0: some oh. kind.
1: So, but I'll go back and listen.
0: Um, anyway, so we're going to wrap this up while I look for this quote. You're, you got any final thoughts here before we close up?
1: Thank God oh, I, fa- over.
0: I, I found the quote. Quote, if you're sad that you're not getting minutes, I feel for you. I want guys to play hard. That's why we have a good bench. Guys can play hard and get the rest and cheer their team on. Um... I don't necessarily know that it has any context with this game because of the fact that a bunch of guys out. But in the last few games, I think there is some context there. Basically, I don't know who he's saying is <laughs> potentially complaining about minutes.
1: And we you, keep hearing hints about shots and who's taking what. And-
0: right. So, you know, we can maybe guess on a few things, but, you know, we don't like to guess here. We like to give you the straight, skinny, based on hard, fi- fact-finding, reporting sort of. Um, all right, I'm done. You got anything else?
1: No, I do not. Okay. not looking forward to Sunday, hopefully. That kind of gets the season going. I it feel feels ba- like the this, uh, this season's just kind of eh,
0: by the way, long
1: so far. By the way, Thursday. And I missed the first time. I wasn't here for the 57-point
0: game. Yeah, you missed so. that one. Thursday, DeAndre Jordan. Tuesday, Boogie Cousins. I mean, this is like the trade machine wet dream here for <laughs> Wizards people, right? I mean, you can't get more than that. Wow, NBC
1: Sports Washington may melt down.
0: Oh God, yeah, they got a blog post the hell out of this. All right, that's it. Good luck, everybody out there. Hang tight. The Wizards will figure this out, and if they don't, we'll just keep podcasting about it anyway. All right, until next time. See you. Neal gets open for three.
1: Dagger. off the top 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 top. shot. Dagger. Oh,